0: Good evening, everyone. This is Gregory Curia of Harmonics. And in the next week, January 6th through January 13th, we'll be celebrating our interview with the great Diane Derringer. She was a trailblazer, she was hard headed, but she was a woman that could rock. So please enjoy this interview that we did with her and remember that she was truly a rock and roller. I'd also like to thank Janet Lloyd Davis for letting me know about the news so that we could spread the word in her memory. God bless you, Diane. We'll see you in rock and roll heaven. Peace. Welcome to another edition of Harmonics. Today's guest is Rock Royalty. She is a legend. She is on our show. She is here tonight, Diane Derringer. Diane, you are truly. It's, it's so good to see it's you again. It's so
1: great to be back here with you, Gregory. <laughs> oh, It's God. been so many years. Many,
0: and, many years. And
1: we've been through so much together out yes. there in this world of rock and roll that we uh, permeated in in, in uh, small little clubs like the Mabuhay and uh, yes. some of our other uh, more min-
0: Keystone Berkeley. Yes, you know? let's
1: hear it for the Keystones.
0: Woo! Woo! You know, I want to get into your life because, you know, it is such an honor for us and for me especially to see you after all these years and to see that you're getting ready to get back into it. But let's go back and let's talk about who were some of your influences and how did you really get started in just singing?
1: Yeah, well, influence, influence I'd have to go back to when I was a kid. You know, I won talent shows. I was junior queen of Los Altos when I was 10 years old. I actually wrote a comedy skit and performed it. I thought I'd be this great comedian. <laughs> um, but um, I got into singing, listening to Mom's Streisand, and uh, Johnny Mathis. Uh, Then I found Bette Midler. And uh, the icon upon where I feed from is the accelerated... Theatrical entertainment she gave you on stage, and then of course there was uh, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> you yeah, know, oh, if you want to take it from one one step to the next. Yes. You know, so uh, there's quite a lot of encouragement and all all the ends of the uh, hemisphere there.
0: That that big spectrum, because from like Bette Midler, and then all of a sudden you just mentioned Led Zeppelin. So when you were when you were growing up. And you were getting all this influence. Would you say that that was your biggest influence, those people? And, you know, because you have such a unique style yourself, that was, that was them, it would be Bette and, and, and uh, Zeppelin?
1: Yeah, I, I, I went to Bette for the theatrics, and, uh, and I think I went to Zeppelin for the sound. Mm-hmm. Um, Bette uh, really had a voice that, that could let me be... Theatrical, which I think totally at were. that point brought me into, uh, after Rocks, really brought me into the rock musical with Marty Ballin, Rock Justice, okay. where I took off as Miss Justice. You're
0: totally. You know, you were talking about Rock Justice, but before we get into that, you mentioned the legendary girl band, all-girl band. You guys were, like, smoking hot. Yeah. Rocks. Rocks. Let's talk about them. Let's. How that and how that all evolved.
1: Well, we were in a bathroom at the Mabuhay Gardens, <laughs> and uh, I wish I was there. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Ginger Coyote, the famous publisher of uh, Punk Globe, uh, was in there with us, and uh, we were trying to get some guy out of the women's bathroom, and we literally almost beat this poor guy to death back in the day. You know, Ginger could scare off anything. Yes. And she used her attitude well. And they heard me singing Johnny Be Good from the bathroom stall. And, and uh, you know, Christy came out and said, hey, do you want to sing? And I'd say, I love nothing more. I'm originally from Los Altos, so mm-hmm. I commuted back and forth to Hayward every day for rehearsals. And, and we locked ourselves up in a studio there and uh, played, you know, nine hours a day for... Four or five months and uh, entered the uh, Bay Area Battle of the the Battle of the Bands right. uh, mm-hmm. at uh, where was it
0: here? Yeah, It was, it was right College.
1: here, and uh, we had our competition was Mile High at the time. Mark we, Ross and
0: them and Johnny we, Nyman. Yeah, rest, soul. rest uh, Mark Soul. Uh, yeah, Johnny's with uh, YNT. Phil well.
1: and Phil. Phil yes, God Phil, bless God bless them both. Um, but. But, uh, yeah, we were very surprised when we won. We actually left the theater Mm -hmm. before they announced who the winners were. So we were walking out to our cars, and all of a sudden, everybody says, You won! You won! And we went, yeah. And you uh, did win. And we did. And we kicked you kick ass
0: you kick some double ass you know with rocks you guys started getting huge notoriety you guys look great on stage you're and you could play and we could play. You could play. You could hold your own against the boy bands. There were the young rock bands that were coming up, and there were some great ones. You had y you had Peak, you had Mile High, you had all these great bands. A lot of good you. competition. Excellent competition. Great musicianship.
1: You know who was one of our uh, 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 judges at the Battle of the Bands was Jimmy Lyons. Jimmy. Jimmy. Just, <laughs> Jimmy Lyons. Eddie Money's guitar
0: player. Yeah. You <laughs>
1: chit-chat with him so occasionally on, He's fa- on Facebook and uh, just a wonderful guy wonderful guy. and a great guitar player great but guitar he player. was one of the uh, judges serious serious um, oh, we're
0: giving you a plug Jimmy yeah, we're there going, you go, Jimmy. Your applause, baby. We love you. Yeah, we sure do. So, you know, you you guys really accelerated. So, let's talk about rocks in Japan. What was that all about? You spent a lot of time there.
1: Yeah, about three years. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we were made an offer. Oh, we could not refuse. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> we could not refuel. And, uh, and of course, I had to learn how to sing in Japanese. I was over there recording in Japanese, and it made us very big celebrities over there to the point where we we actually couldn't go out in public. And we'd do the every-night uh, Johnny Carson shows
0: to... And, and, and in your exchange, your translation was Japanese? Yes. I'm and
1: there. so I had to be right on with the uh, 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 implementing the uh, accent, accentuating the, the, the words message, the language. It, it, perfectly. Otherwise, you could come out with uh, some pretty
0: off the wall words um Could, do you do you know any japanese still do you know how can you say a little bit of few other well, things
1: i took over i, I went over with ron um with uh, rick mm-hmm. and edgar back in, uh, in about 91 mm-hmm. and uh and i actually got them the record deal for uh uh live in japan mm-hmm. um through my connections there and it was kind of funny because some of the other bands that were coming over when we first got there, Queen, Journey, Cheap Trick, uh, we really ended up in a camaraderie of these great bands and got to know them all. Uh, uh, Scorpions were one of uh, the first time they had left uh, Germany. We were there touring with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we came out on, on top of their uh, stage, their amps. They didn't know we were there, and they raised these curtains, and there we were <laughs> up there playing our guitars. And what an entrance! The, the Japanese have a very interesting way of entertaining. Mm. I mean, even if you've seen a TV commercial over there, it's it's pretty entertaining. Mm.
0: The, you know, you you guys were so memorable. I remember when you guys came back, and the, all the talk around town and and in the music scene was, "Hey, have you seen these girls? You, uh, the Runaways, and you." But you guys were so much. The runways get a lot more uh, print than you guys do, but you had a lot of print when you were over in Japan. I've seen some some stuff that you've done over there, and it, it was just. But you actually opened the door for those bands that you just talked. To.
1: Yeah, and and the other thing was is that Shinko Music Publishing the they published these beautiful, huge, color rock and roll magazines that were in. Inter- the only rock and roll magazines that were internationally published. So we were being distributed throughout the world, especially in Europe and uh, Asia, and it made us superstars. Um,
0: you were totally superstars.
1: Total superstars over there, and, along with the television and whatnot. But uh, it, the the knowledge that we learned there uh, was just nothing you could buy, and you couldn't get it here in the United States. So uh, uh, the education uh, in particular, you, you just couldn't get that kind of education
0: here. You know, you, um, you're a great storyteller uh, with that rock history, and that's why I'm so glad that you're here today. You had rocks. You're very successful. You're in Japan. You opened the door for, like, the bands you just see in Cheap Tricks, Scorpions. Tell me about when you met Rick Derringer.
1: Well, I met Rick when we were very young. Probably about 16 years old I was. And, of course, when I was 10 years old, I had him on my bedroom walls from Tiger Beat, and I said, you know, Mom, I'm going to marry him someday. And she said okay we'll we'll see about that well guess who had the last laugh and uh and uh rick and i got along very well musically and and uh every other way <laughs> and we ended up marrying um i spent six years on the road traveling and uh, singing in his band
0: uh And it's a lot of hard work. It is a lot of hard work. A lot of hard work. It's almost like a a gigantic rolling freight train that doesn't really have any limits. It just goes. You got that right. You really do. Um, Would you want to have your children now in the music business or would you want to have them in in the music business?
1: That's a good question for everybody In the business? uh, Not necessarily.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, I think that just because you have a parent that's in it doesn't make you an ample um, part of uh, anything going on. I know my daughter, uh, Mallory, Rick's daughter, is uh, 22 and loves to sing, but you have to really have it in your blood. It's gotta be a blood thing, it's gotta be a genetic thing. It's not something you can pull out of a hat.
0: Right, it's nothing, you have to have it, it has to be right there, it has to be in in your soul, it has to be there. Eight. We're like troubadours. It has to be there. You you'll perform in front of if it's a thousand, ten thousand people to five people. It you have to you have to do that. Correct. I wanna I wanna move on to your stage. Miss um, <laughs> Rock Justice. She was Miss Rock Justice in San Francisco. And that was a great play with that Marty. That was a
1: great musical video. The one of the very first.
0: One, I think it is probably the well, maybe with the. We'll, probably we'll we'll say Tommy predates that. But tell me about how you got that, and with Marty and all of them, oh, and Leonard Hayes, and they
1: found they found me when I got back from Japan, and uh, of course the the. uh the take on the play was a rock star goes on trial for not writing a hit. We had the wonderful Mike Varney, who's now uh, producer Shrapnel Records. Of uh, you know, that's his conglomerate. And, uh, And, uh, you know, Phil Kennamore was the bailiff, the bass player. Leonard Hayes was the drummer, the judge. Uh, We had tons of locals, great uh, people. Rocky Sullivan did a bit. uh, uh, The list just went on and on. And it took several, several months to coordinate this. But what came out in the end was quite entertaining, and I had the position of Ms. Justice, yes, where I I weighed out uh, 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 justice in ounces, kilos, and pounds on a triple beam. Uh, uh, aside from yeah, aside from uh, your scales, right. but uh, you know, those were jealous. the days.
0: Those were the days. Let's talk about that uh, lines, for li- lines and liquor.
1: Lines, lanes, and liquor. Right. Well, I love bowling. Mm-hmm. And we started I started this little club in New York City uh with a few people, Leslie West, Joey Ramon, uh some of the local big shots in New York City. And uh our motto was lines, lanes, and liquor. And I think the way we found out who won the games was who had the lowest score. Um, <laughs> but, but I will tell you, Joey was a fabulous bowler. Mm. Fabulous bowler. Mm. Um, of course, he you know, I don't know if you've ever heard this story, but Joey rarely, if ever, took his shoes off, his sneakers, <laughs> So they kind of were embedded. They they wouldn't move. So we had the best pair of bowling shoes going. So I think it was in
0: the shoe. It was in the shoe. That's it, what was, in the it shoe. was in the shoe. Yeah. And that's such a wonderful story about Joey and that and Leslie. And Leslie, you know, I, I, we were talking earlier before we went on the air. Leslie's, um, you know. Uh, coming back and doing, he's starting to uh, get a little better, and he's playing with Frampton. Did a, They did a, a few little things, Mississippi Queen. Yeah. Let's talk about some other friends of yours. Let's talk about Keith Richard of the Rolling Stones and how you, you guys spent some time with Keith. How was that?
1: Um, very educational.
0: Tell us about this Keith.
1: Ma- this, this man has been uh, judged and... and I never had such intellectual conversations with any musician. I just think he's brilliant in the arts, in the music. in the, in the uh, partying <laughs> and matter of fact, we were over there for a couple of days and uh, a tap on the door came and it was like, Patty, could you get the door? And it was Rolling Stone magazine getting ready to do the Tattoo You interview, okay. where they had the black and white interview. Right. And so, Rick and I, and a gentleman uh Tom Edmonds, who's a producer uh extraordinaire uh, we just put our jackets over our head and left the and left the hotel uh, or actually his apartment left his apartment with the jackets over our heads, and they had no idea who we were and we scrammed we scrammed because we didn't want to give any. Bad and, you know,
0: inform- information.
1: Yeah, we didn't want them to think we were up to no good. Right.
0: I don't know, why would they think that? But, but that's because you're around the Rolling Stone camp uh, we're, and you're, you're Rockwell out
1: at the Rolling Stones.
0: Right, you know, it's, it's kind of, Tell us about Iggy Pop, you and Iggy. <laughs> How well, you popped Iggy.
1: I popped Iggy. <laughs> Paul Stanley, an old friend. Um, From Kiss. Yeah, Paul Stanley and I were in uh, Iggy's room. Uh, <laughs> the, the, all these little stories are coming out in my book. mm mm-hmm. um, Uh, But uh, Iggy decided to get a little fresh and I uh, ended up popping him one Mm -hmm. and I came out of the bathroom and Paul goes, where's, you know, where's Iggy? And I said, he's on the floor. And, uh, <laughs> what'd you do to him, Diane? And I said, well, it got a little out of hand there, Paul. And, uh, we cleaned that up and uh, left quietly.
0: Such a I lady. Such, such a lady, lady of rock. Don't, such
1: a lady with her.
0: Don't mess with her. T- no. Tell me about, do um, you think, we, you know, convert, we talked on um, the phone a lot. And yeah. then you came here and your presence is just magnificent. Is there any kind of thing going on? Are you going to have a rock reunion? I want to talk about LA coming up. You're doing some of the things in LA. Do you think something's going to happen with Rocks and it, you? You guys think you guys will play again?
1: I, I'm hopeful. I mean, I'm always hopeful of doing things
0: with Rocks. Tell me there. about your parents.
1: Well, my father was one of the original Little Rascals, you know, Spanky in our gang. I
0: right, which who was
1: my dad was Spike. And and he was in 36 Good episodes. He so we, our, our talent runs in the family. It runs you know. deep. This lady's deep. river
0: of blood and excitement runs deep. Wow, that is such a fascinating.
1: It is. Mm-hmm. I get. Um, I got to. Uh, I was working on One Life to Live, the soap opera, mm-hmm. and uh, some of the camera crew would always come in with the. Uh, uh, Little Spanky Rascal's shirts on. Right. And I, one day I finally got a chance to say, hey, that's my dad on your shirt. So they took me into uh, the producer's office mm-hmm. and got me hooked up with uh, Spanky McFarlane. And, wow. and as long as they could tape it, they were happy. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I got to meet Butch and talk to a few of the people. Good that Scotty. Yeah, and Scotty, and...
0: Scotty's, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt Scotty's, um, I played with Scotty's nephew in a band, and he had this thing about Scotty. What a great, what a... Don't wonder why you're so fascinating. Um, you know, um you were saying what what do you have what do you see in the future for you because we're running out a little bit of time so t- what is what is what do you want to do now? now obviously you're going to be going to LA we've
1: been having a cross country uh, music movement, so to speak, of the last two years. Mm-hmm. And choosing songs to work on and developing songs to work on. I mean, now you can do it all computer and, and phone and, and whatnot. And he's uh, technically at the cutting edge of that. And uh, we've come pretty far. We've got some tunes that, we w- that we're that we looking forward at uh, working at. Uh, a Creedence Clearwater song in particular, uh, I am, am looking at Ode to Billy Joe, uh little, uh, little hillbilly Bobby Gentry yeah. there. And, uh, you
0: still have that voice. And, you still have a strong voice.
1: Yeah, we're going to head that way. And, you know, and rock, though. I've got some bands that I'm especially interested in uh, right now. um... um uh, uh what was the name of the band uh, hmm. uh, That's uh okay.
0: Greg Hughes was uh, Gary Hughes oh. was so we we um we're going to uh we're going to close this up and first before we actually close it up I want to tell you personally from just my standpoint thank you thank you for oh. being here you are absolutely rock royalty and it's nothing like seeing an old face from a, a, a faraway time, and now you're back in the present. I love you who you are. Um, may God bless you, and may you just become successful. What we normally do, we look right in that that TV thing, and we go to our, to our camera, and we go just like this. We give everybody a shout-out and a kiss.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.